Hi, good evening, and welcome to Bedtime Stories for the Discerning Child. Tonight's episode is Magic City Part 2, so if you haven't listened to Part 1 yet, stop now, go back, and have a listen. We're really excited about tonight's episode. It's fantastic, and it's also a bit on the longer side. We decided to give you a little bit of a treat and to combine Parts 2 and 3 together into one episode, so that's two nights reading in one. Now, if you're a parent who wants to maybe not have the reading be quite so long, uh, stop the recording around the 13-minute mark tonight and listen again tomorrow. There's a little bit of chat between myself and my co-host, and that should give you an opportunity to stop it and uh, return to it if you don't want to have such a long listen tonight. Speaking of listeners, we're really excited to announce that we've reached 600 downloads. Yeah, this is a podcast that's new. And seeing so many listeners listen to it is just incredible. So, again, thanks for listening. And we really hope you enjoy Magic City Part 2 and 3. So, let's talk about the story. The last time, the last thing that happened, they fell on the black streets of the strange, strange city. They fell on the black streets of the strange, strange city, right? How small are they? Are like, are they giants to the people in the city? Well, that's a good question. I don't think so because you know the car almost hit them; they had to dive. I think if the car had been really tiny to them, they they wouldn't have had to worry about that. So I think they were tiny. Yeah. How did they get to the city again? They pushed on the door. On they the, pushed on the door. And where on a the, big wooden door. Where was the door? In, a, in the middle of a big, big forest, and there was a um, golden road underneath there. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Dando, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> the kids didn't know what to do. Grace was the oldest, and she was kind of covering myrrh and covering fish because they weren't sure where the cars were going and where the next one would land. They were whizzing by yellow one, pink one, blue one, green one, again and again and again. They crawled along the ground till they got to the edge of a building, a glass building, and inside the building it was like a great big fishbowl full of people. And the people looked like them. They were all kind of tall and skinny and had kind of different faces a little bit, but they looked mostly human, except that, you know how buildings have elevators? Mm -hmm. Instead, this building just had these glass tubes that would go up and up and up. And instead of having platforms that people would stand on and elevators that would carry them, they would just float up through the tubes. And all these people in colorful outfits were floating up through the tubes. And other tubes were carrying them down. They were floating down through the tubes. And they were floating around inside the building. And it looked like a great big aquarium filled with fish, except it was like people. And somehow in these buildings, the people would float. And other buildings were floating right off the ground by themselves very strange place and they crawled along the ground and crawled along the ground trying to get away from all these cars whizzing by and finally they got to a place where instead of a building in front of them there was a set of feet and these feet were inside some boots and the boots were black and the pants were black and the shirt was black and there was a black cape and a little red sign on the chest of a man with a long red beard 
and the red sign on his chest was the picture of a light bulb. And he said, you're new here. And, and Grace looked up and said, yeah, we're new here. Who are you? He said, it does not matter who I am, but it matters who you are. Who are you? You know, Myrrh, as wise as she was, didn't always say the smartest things. Because when she got in a bad temper, she was not the most responsible kid. And she stood up and she said, how, how dare you ask me who I am? You're a grown-up and we're kids. Don't talk to us like that. Murr couldn't even believe that she said something like that. Now, did the man look happy? No. He reached into his pocket and he pulled out a shining, bright green whistle. Do you know what he did? What? He blew that whistle as hard as he could. And it was so loud that it hurt everybody's ears. And Murr even had to drop to the ground and cover her ears because it hurt so much. And it went, it was the loudest sound they'd ever heard. And you know what happened? What? All the cars stopped flying. And all the people in the building stopped floating. And everything stopped moving on the street. And every person that could turned their heads and looked right at Murr. And there she was, standing in the middle of this crazy city with a strange man in black with a whistle and everybody staring right at her. Right at Mur. Right at Mur. Whoa. Fish said, I don't think this is really good. And Grace said, this is definitely not really good. Suddenly, the whole city went dark. All the lights in all the buildings turned off. And all the cars turned their lights off and went dark. And the sky was still purple. And the sun was pretty much down, leaving just a turquoise haze on the edge of the horizon. But from nowhere and from everywhere, a super bright white light shone down on Mer. So the rest of the city was dark except for Murr, who was glowing bright in this one spotlight. They could hear the sound of something coming. And they could see, flying from the farthest buildings, were these black cars with white lights on the front. And they were coming. The man in black with the red light bulb on his chest was looking scared and very angry. And he raised his hands up to show the black cars where he was. And the black cars started coming down. And he said, Wizards! Grace looked at Murr. Murr looked at Fish. Fish looked back to Grace, and Grace said, Run! 
They took off as fast as they've ever run in their life. Remember that Grace had one short leg, and Murrow wasn't a great runner. And Fish, well, he was amazing, and he led the way. Fish was running and skipping and jumping and somersaulting over cars and somersaulting through buildings and hatchways, and they ran down the street, and they ran and through doors, and they ran and they ran and they ran until the sounds of the cars got a little quieter and they realized they had just gotten a little bit of a head. And maybe those guys weren't chasing them yet, but they knew they'd be chasing them soon. They stopped to take a breath behind the edge of a building. <sighs> said Murr. Fish said, without breathing too hard at all, What is going on? What is that? And Grace said, We gotta get out of here. We gotta get right out of here. How do we get back to the forest? Mur said, I don't know. I'm sorry. And just then, a little door opened up in the side of the building. And a little old man came out. And he said, Come with me if you want to be free. And they slipped into a door. And if you had been standing on that street, you would have seen the door in the side of a building close and then disappear as if it had never been there before. And that's the end of chapter three. Tell me what, what's on the other side of that tiny baby door. What do you think? What do you think's happening? Maybe that's the door they came in from. Maybe. But maybe it just shrank because they're smaller. It could be. What What do you What do you think the man with the light bulb on his chest was all about? Why did he have a light bulb? I don't know. Can you tell me? Not yet. I can't tell you yet. Well, you know, do you know? Yeah, kind of. Tell me what you kind of. Tell kind of who he is? I think that would give away the story too much. Aww. And I feel like, you know, if I tell you, like if I told you the end of Narnia before you finished reading it, I told you all about what happens at the end. Would the middle be exciting? No. Not so much, right? So if I tell you the end of the story now, you won't like the middle as much. What do you hope will happen on the other side of the door? I don't know. I hope they'll go back in their, in their cabin. Mm. You want them to get back home. Don't you want to explore the city a little bit, though? Yeah. You named the, uh, the story, by the way. The Magic City. Magic City. Why did you want to call it the Magic City? Because everything's magical. What's magical? Magic means, like, everything can do things that no, nothing else can do. What would be magical? Are you telling me the thing that the light bulb means? Yeah. You know me well, don't you? What do you think? I like to hear you um, try to figure things out. I think that's the most fun. I don't know. It's okay. You don't have to know yet. What do you wonder about, though? I wonder.
If the light bulb means don't come close to me. He was a bit of a scary guy, wasn't he? The light bulb guy. He never said anything nice. And then he blew that loud whistle. I think you know what you get to you know what you get to do? You get to find out in the story. And how would you feel if you went through a door in the forest and landed in the middle of a crazy city? I'm scared. You'd be scared? Yes. Yeah. Mm, it so, went all dark. And then what, what shone on Mer? A light. From where? I don't know. Yeah. From sure. up in the sky. Yeah, from up in the sky. Okay. That's what we're going to find out in hey. Chapter 4. <laughs> chapter 4. Yes. We're getting up to Chapter 6. Mer, Fish, Grace, and the old man... Crashed through the door. Where's Mer? Oh, I said Mer. Oh. Crashed through the door. And landed on the soft, mossy ground. That is the forest. They looked around and were standing in a tiny forest. Now, imagine your bedroom, Saskia. Except imagine that your bedroom was full of trees and plants that stretched high into the ground, into the air. And above you was a sky with birds circling that looked like eagles and the sounds of a forest, the sound of water nearby. Except you could still see the walls of your room around it as if the forest was only in your room. That's what it was like for these kids. And the forest was in front of them, but they could see behind it the white walls of a room, a square room in front of them was the old man who was dressed all in white just like and he said he said we can't stop here follow me and he led them through the forest and it was like a little path through the forest that went between these two huge trees and when they got that, they saw on the next wall ahead of them another door. A bigger one? It looked like the door to an ordinary bedroom, just like yours. Just a white door in a white room with just a brass knob. It's kind of like mine. Yeah. But one of my sides is turquoise. And the old man said, ready? He said, yeah. He said, okay, let's go. And they pushed against the door and fell out into another small room. But in this room, there was a very different thing happening. Above them was a huge crystal chandelier. Beautiful crystals hanging down with beautiful light that was pulsing like a heart. And every time it pulsed, it was a different color. And the chain that was holding the chandelier went way high up into the sky and ended at the stars. And the sky was filled with stars. But inside the room was the most beautiful and strange music. And dancing to this music were all these brightly colored people wearing brightly colored dresses and suits and fancy ties and crazy hats. And they swung around each other on the arms 
and they rolled on each other's backs and they leapt across the room and onto other people and it was all this beautiful, crazy dance. They didn't seem to notice the kids or the old man. And the old man looked at them and waved them forward. And they walked between the dancers and kept on having to duck when kicks went over their heads and jump when legs went under their legs and sometimes leap out of the way when dancers rolled across the shining floor and they got to the other side of the room, which again was only about the size of your room. It was my room and it's... That's pretty big. And there was another door. Huh? And they opened up the door. (gasps) And they found themselves in a pitch black room. Is that the night sky? And the night sky was again filled with stars, but they couldn't see anything else. They couldn't even see each other or themselves. It was so dark except for the twinkling lights in the sky. And slowly their eyes adjusted until they could just see the twinkling eyes of each other. And then something was glowing golden. More and more golden. And they could finally start to see the face of the old man from the light. And the light was coming from his chest, from his white clothing. And the light was a picture of a magic wand with light coming out of the end of it. And it was on his chest. It was like a picture. What's that? I loved ones. I've never had one before, but I've made them out of stickers and sticks. You've made the wands out of stickers and sticks? I know. We still have some of them around. Yeah, and one is like... Last time I saw it, it was right there. Then I moved it when we were flipping my bed. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Did I didn't you... want it to get hit. So when you moved your bed the other day, you found a wand? Yeah, and I moved it. Where is it now? I don't know. Somewhere in your room. Don't stop the... The story? Yeah. Okay. I want to still point out the light. The light bulb. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think the old man has a... Well, that's why don't we keep going. Yeah, but I don't know. Should we keep going? Yeah. Okay. So, finally, the old man was standing there with his glowing wand that was a picture on his chest and his white clothing. And he sort of looked like he was glowing himself. And, and Fish said, Wow. And the old man's eyes lit up even more from the light, kind of a twinkle. And he laughed, a really sort of happy, warm laugh. And he said, yeah, that's what I said the first time I saw one of those. And, 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 and Mur had calmed back down, and she had been scared quite a bit by everything that had happened. And she said, um, um, excuse me, sir, but what's going on, and where are we? He said, well, you come to a place that we used to call Magic City. (gasps) That's what I said to call the story. He said, but most people don't call it Magic City anymore. But some of us do. 
and we're going to get it back. And, you know, Mur and Grace, they liked the man because... Mur and Grace? I thought you were going to say Fish and Grace. No, Mur and Grace liked the man because um, there was something... Why does Fish not like Hold on. <laughs> I'll get there. Murray and Grace liked the man because he was so warm and just seemed so kind. And Fish liked the man uh-huh. because he had this cool glowing thing in his shirt, and that was awesome. That's why I like him. I'm Fish. You like I fish? fish? Yeah. And they felt like they could trust him, and they felt like, you know, just felt good about him the way you might feel about, like, you know, a cousin you haven't seen for a long time or an uncle you haven't seen for a long time, someone you really, really, you really love and you feel good good around. But it was weird because they didn't know this guy. So Grace, and now they love him. Grace said, what's your name, sir? And he said, my name? Nobody asked me my name. Do you want me to have a name? She said, well, it would make things easier, wouldn't it? He said, well, I guess it would. What would you like to call me? And Grace was really confused. She was like, uh... uh and she looked at his, his beard that was all kind of white and wispy. You know, that kind of like looked like a snowdrift. You can call him Wisp. And she said, how about Wisp? And he said, "Ah, yeah, I can see that. Sure, you can call me Wisp. He said, we have to go now. Do you trust me? And they said, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I'm going to help you get home. But you got to help me first. I said, what? He's like, you got to help the magic city be magic again. He said, they said, Uh, Well, how do we do that? He said, well, it's going to be difficult, but I need your help. Okay. I said, okay. And there was another door that started to glow at the edges. You know how sometimes when you're in a dark room and there's a light on on the other side? You can see, like, light shining through. Shining through the crack. I've seen that before. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what the kids saw. Huh? That's my room. So even though they were in this dark room, all of a sudden they saw it was like somebody turned on a light in the hall outside. And Wisp said, let's go through the door. And they walked across the room, even though it was really dark, but it was starting to feel really beautiful. The air was cool and it felt like there was a breeze from somewhere. It felt kind of like they were standing outside, even though they were in this room. And they went through a doorway. And Wisp jumped back from the door. And the light outside turned from golden to red. And Wisp went, ah! And the kids went, ah! And standing outside with his hands on his hips and his green whistle in his lips was the man in black with the light bulb on his chest. And he blew the whistle. And the sound just cut into their ears. It was so strong. And then running into the room were all these other men in black and women in black. (laughs) 
And they had light bulbs on their chest. Why? Why? And they filled the room. And they, the kids could feel themselves being grabbed and pushed and moved through the darkness, through the light, through bright red lights. And they could feel lots of people around. They could feel people looking at them and they didn't know what was going on. And they got pushed and shoved. Grace, are you okay? Fish, are you okay? Wisp, are you okay? And just as they were getting pushed into what looked like to be like a cage made of red light, Wisp took his finger and drew a rectangle on the ground with his finger. And the rectangle glowed with golden on the outside of the rectangle. He just traced it in the ground. And the rectangle turned into a door. And the door opened. And the kids and Wisp fell through. And the door shut behind them. And that's the end of chapter four.